0: Christians and government, part four. Welcome to the Cafe for Christian Thought, where we like to put everything on the table in love and truth. Over the last three episodes, we've been discussing Christians and government and what sort of interaction Christians should expect to have with governments. In part one, we looked at how Christ is king and has a kingdom and how this is something which has struck a controversial chord with rulers in government positions throughout history as it would seem to suggest christians have a higher authority other than just the governments that they sit under during their lives in part two we looked at the nature of humans the depravity of man and how sin lust, pride deception influence so much of what humans do and think and given that humans comprise governments we should thus expect to see these sort of issues popping up during periods of government rule whether it's in more mild uh, cases where the government rule is less authoritarian or in more extreme cases you cannot get rid of the sin within the human heart. In part three, we looked at some of the images which are used to describe governments throughout scripture. For images in scripture are used to point to spiritual realities, spiritual realities. We looked at, for example, images in Daniel and Isaiah used to describe, for example, the Babylonians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Persians. And then also had a look at revelation and had a look at how demonic entities behind governments are described as beasts. And this gave us a picture of the spiritual reality behind governments during the times of scripture and also going beyond that. Now, in part four, we have a look at a very practical question. What does it mean to submit to the governing authorities with all this in mind and that's why today we're looking at how scripture urges us to submit to the governing authorities but with context two key passages in this area include romans 13 and 1 peter 2. romans 13 1 urges us to submit to the governing authorities Verse 2 explains how God appoints worldly rulers, and verse 3 expands on the context a bit more. It reads For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. Verse 5 adds that in these instances, Submitting to the governing authorities is also in line with conscience, in line with conscience. Hence, if the government is being a terror to good conduct, punishing good and rewarding evil, as well as going against your spirit-given conscience, that would be a context where this command does not apply. Rules based off lies greed, and excessive thirst for power would unlikely fall in the category of what Paul is talking about when he is describing submission. So pay your taxes to Caesar, but realize he can overreach in his role. 1 Peter 2, 13 to 15 makes a similar point. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Did you notice something common between this passage and the one in Romans? We see it again. Submit, so long as you are doing good and the ruler is punishing evil and rewarding good. This shows us how important it is to read these verses in context. Neither Paul nor Peter were talking about some blind type of submission to anything that the government says. This is clearly not in either of these passages. The case for submission here is when evil is being punished and good is being rewarded and a human is acting in accordance with their conscience. If this does not apply, then these verses are not relevant to those contexts. One only has to read the book of Acts to see how much the governing authorities hated truth and sought to punish, torture and execute Christians. What did the governing authorities do to our Lord when he was on the earth? They killed him. Have you actually let that sink in? In the words of Soren Kierkegaard, Christ was crucified because it would have nothing to do with the crowd, even though he addressed himself to all. He did not want to form a party, an interest group, or a mass movement, but wanted to be what he was, the truth, which is related to the single individual. Therefore, everyone who will genuinely serve the truth is by that very fact a martyr. To win a crowd is no art for that only untruth is needed, nonsense, and a little knowledge of human passions, but no witness to the truth, dares to get involved with the crowd. Alexander Sholzhenitsyn, who survived a Soviet hard labor camp, under which he saw his whole society was enslaved by a big lie, urges us the simple act of an ordinary brave man is not to participate in lies, not to support false actions. His rule, let that come into the world. Let it even reign supreme, only not through me. But it is with, it is within the power of writers and artists to do much more, to defeat the lie. See that there? The simple act of an ordinary brave man is not to participate in lies, not to support false actions. Do not support false actions or live in accordance with lies if that is what you believe is needed to obey Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2. If that is how you feel, you have completely missed the context of those verses. So let's bring all this together we need to respect government rule and submit to the authorities in instances where they reward good and punish evil. We should not be ignorant of human sin and fallenness, as well as the history of demonic forces working through governments to propagate deception. So our role is to serve Christ and live in accordance with the truth, understanding at times this will be rewarded and at other times punished. We shouldn't have this deter us from our role. However, 1 Peter 5, 6 to 8, I think is a fitting way to close this discussion. This is only three chapters after the passage we recently looked at about submitting to the governing authorities. Many Christians here experiencing persecution at the hands of the Romans when Peter is writing. Despite this, they're still urged to be respectful and submissive to the government in matters where they punish evil and reward good they feel attacked by the government from all sides and are plagued with anxiety over the government might sorry over what the government might do to them next but they're still encouraged to submit in certain matters to the government to describe these trials that they're going through in chapter 4 verses 12 to 19 peter talks about the fiery trials that they're experiencing being insulted for living by truth and the name of christ so that's the context here they're being insulted they're experiencing fiery trials then we come to the section in chapter 5 verses 6 to 8 humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god so that at the proper time he may exalt you casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devout. There's three instructions here. First, be humble. You might be cast out in the world, oppressed by governments, but don't seek worldly exaltation. Humbly fulfill your role in service to Christ. Humbly submit to the governments in areas where they are punishing evil and rewarding good, in areas where they don't and, and punish good and reward evil, do not live by lies, but humbly live in service to Christ. Second, be prayerful, casting your anxieties on God who cares. In a world where governments may seem to live by lies, it is fine to feel anxious. Know there is somewhere to turn with this anxiety. Third, be watchful. Satan, the father of lies, is crafty. He will always be looking for an opportunity for you to stumble, whether it be through the force of government oppression or in a more subtle manner by enticing you to sin and adopt a worldly lifestyle. Humility, prayerfulness, watchfulness. Through the power of God, this is how we need to respond to governments. Thank you for listening to the Cafe for Christian Thought. Just a reminder, we've also discussed this topic in the last three episodes. If you'd like to have a look some more at Christians and government. Until next time, keep discussing everything on the table in love and truth.